Dog in the car and call my lovely. <laughs> and the greatest wife in the world. <laughs> it's always nice to have. We have a story about that, how we met. Mm -hmm. We met at, I, mean, I, I was a widower. Mm. My late wife was a best friend. She's our accountant now. Mm. But, she had a birthday party, last one she ever had in 2012. Wow. And she called, asked me if I'd come over and help her celebrate her birthday. Well, how yes, I will. Mm. She had a nephew, birthday two days different. Wow. She said, um, why don't you find a really nice girl and bring her? <laughs> well, we brought her. <laughs> I walked away with her. Can't knock that. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, you pretty much know what to do. Oh, I need yeah. to turn I need to turn this around for a moment. So okay. Get the turned up a little more. Yeah, no worries. No worries at all. Yeah. You do what you gotta do. I'm about to start this I'll show. Turn it back when I'm done. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Alright, thank you all for tuning in to WJT 98.3, WJT LP FM 98.3. Um, my name is Jeff Badu, and I'm a certified public accountant as well as a parallel entrepreneur. I'm the founder and CEO of Badu Enterprises LLC, which is a multinational conglomerate in the finance industry. So sorry for the late start today, but we won't be that long today. Happy MLK Day um, for those out there listening live. Um, so today, we're just going to jump right into the um, the tax plan that's actually essentially proposed. So everything that I say today is proposed. There's nothing that's actual law yet. But it will most likely be law due to the status of, you know, the government. And there is, um, basically, there's an inauguration coming up of our new president. And today, really here to just talk about the tax plan. What are what are some things in the tax code to look into in the future? We won't we won't be that long today. We'll probably be about 20 to 30 minutes max um, because I know today is a holiday, and also taxes in general aren't the sexiest topic in the world. I always say that. We try to make it fun. We try to make it um, try to make it entertaining. But at the same time, I understand that the topic of taxes isn't always the best. So let's jump right into it. We won't do a market report today because the report is actually delayed until tomorrow. Um, and once again, sorry for the late start. And thank you all for tuning in to WGATLP 98.3 FM. Um, so let's just jump right into it. So we're talking about essentially a few things under the Biden tax plan. So today's topic is officially the Biden tax plan. And 
there's talks about President-elect Biden, according to the tax plan he released before the election, would enact a number of policies that would raise taxes on individuals with income above $400,000. So essentially, the only, I mean, the main people that would be impacted or the main people targeted with this tax plan are those who are earning over $400,000, usually W-2 income. So immediately, what does that let me know? I should not have a W-2 income, right? Because that, anytime they come out with something that says, if you fall in this category, then something bad, right? And, and I don't think anybody listening today wants to pay more taxes than they truly should. So with that being said, we have to be very, very smart about some of the decisions that we do make as it relates to taxes. Of course, I'm a CPA. I help a lot of clients with their taxes. We have a team of about 30 people right now in our tax firm that assist clients as well. And I know nobody on this um, channel today or listening today wants to pay taxes more than they truly should. So off the bat, it lets me know, stay away from W-2 income as much as possible. And then if you're a business owner that has a sole proprietorship, unincorporated, and you're still using a Schedule C, you might want to think about changing that to making it perhaps maybe an S-corporation or even a C-corporation. So here's a few things. It includes raising individual income, capital gains, and payroll taxes. All three, they're hitting you three times on the taxes. Biden would also raise taxes on corporations, mainly C-corporations, by raising the corporate income tax rate and imposing a corporate minimum book tax. Biden's plan would raise tax revenue by $3.3 trillion over the next decade on a conventional basis. Ironically, right, ironically the U.S. government is in $3 trillion, and it's probably going to be in another $7 trillion probably by the end of either this year or next year. So $10 trillion total. Um, with all the stimulus, all the COVID-19, all the stuff that's been happening, I believe we'll be in some pretty serious, even more serious debt. I mean, we're already in serious debt right now, but we'll be in even more serious debt. For those joining, uh, welcome to WJTLP 98.3 FM. Um, essentially, where change happens, and also it's your voice, your music, and your station. My name is Chef Badu, and today we're talking about the Biden tax plan. Real simple. I just getting into the nuts and bolts of it and just sharing some of the details about the plan. Nothing that I say today is actually in effect or in law right now, but it most likely will be. So just something to keep in mind and that everything I say today is proposed, meaning there may be changes, there may be adjustments. But this will most likely be the law by the end of this year, effective next year, 2022. And welcome to 2021 um, for those that made it. So I mentioned that it would raise tax revenue by $3.3 trillion. And then also um, it would lower the originally estimated, basically it would lower the original estimate 
um, due to revenue effects of the coronavirus or the COVID-19 pandemic and economic downturn, as well as new tax credits. So now let's, let's continue the discussion here. So here's a few highlights, a few things that you should get to know. And I'll share this in a bit more details later on. The first thing is it, it would repeal the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act components for high-income filers. It would impose a 12.4% Social Security payroll tax for wages above $400,000. Right, so right now there's a cap. And basically this would unleash the cap or release the cap so that it can go into the wild, wild west territory. It would increase the corporate income tax rate to 28%. Establish a corporate minimum tax on book income. Double the tax rate on GI, basically GILTI and impose, impose it country by country. Temporarily increase the generosity of the child tax credit and the dependent um, credit. So let's get into a few of the nuts and bolts um, of the details. And remember, you don't have to be a tax professional to basically not necessarily understand this but make sure that it's relevant because this is stuff that will impact us over the next four years at least so it is very important to pay attention to this information it's not the sexiest thing i'm not even going gonna lie it's not the sexiest information but i guarantee you if you listen today it will help you plan for the future it will help you make better decisions moving forward especially if you plan to be in that four hundred thousand plus income range um, so basically today, I really want to summarize, just give you a summary of the things. Some of, the, some of it will be detailed, so you may not necessarily need these details, but it's always better, it's always safer to get into the details as opposed to giving mere summaries. Um, so let's, um, let's, let's see a few things here. The first thing is it would impose a 12.4% old age survivors and disability insurance um, or social security for short fica for short payroll tax on income earned above four hundred thousand evenly split between employers and employees so not only would the employees get to pay for it but also the employers would pay for it this would create a donut hole in the current social security payroll tax where wages between 137700 and the current wage cap and 400,000 are not taxed at least they're not they they don't incur a social security tax or a payroll tax for short. So that's the first one. It would increase social security taxes for those earning above $400,000. Remember advice, stay away from W2 income if you can. My doctors, my lawyers, I feel for you. You know, it's um it's it's quite it's quite depressing to see somebody go through something like that you're talking about a 12.4 percent tax and we're not talking about income taxes we're just talking about social security taxes some of you may have heard that tax rates may go up to as high as 63 percent if you live in california new york well it's actually true and by the way right now it's i mean it is pretty high it's basically 50 percent right now so that's just something to keep in mind there Another thing that goes along with this plan is it would revert the top individual income tax rate for taxable incomes above 400000 
So Biden is really planning to hit those that make $400,000 or more um, from 37% under the current law to the Pre-Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, aka the Obama administration, of 39.6%. Um, so the highest tax rate would be 39.6%. Taxes, this is huge. Taxes on long-term capital gains and qualified dividends for my C corporations out there at the ordinary income tax rate of 39.6% on income above $1 million and eliminate step-up basis for capital gains taxation. I mean, that is ugly. If you're the one that has sold something that is appreciated in value and you sell it, let's say you make above a million dollars or your total income for the year is above a million dollars, well, now you have to pay the higher 40% ordinary income tax rate as opposed to the favorable long-term capital gains tax rate, currently highest 20%. So it would double your taxes, basically. And then there's a thing called step-up basis, which I won't get into the details of it. But basically, if somebody passes away and an asset is, let's say, a house is passed to somebody else, they can get it tax-free. Now they don't get it tax-free. They get it at whatever the um, the person who, who passed away um, bought it at, and then they have to pay taxes on the difference between the two. I mean, that is ugly. Um, I think that is highway robbery, to say the least. It caps the tax benefit of itemized deductions to 28% of value for those earning more than 400000 Once again, this 400000 number just keeps popping up, which means that taxpayers earning above that income threshold with tax rates higher than 28% would face limited itemized deductions, as if they weren't already limited. It would restore the piece limitation on itemized deductions for taxable incomes above 400000 Once again, that number. It phases out the Qualified Business Income Deduction, or QBI for short, or in other words, Section 199A, for filers with taxable income above $400,000. It expands the Earned Income Tax Credit, or EITC for short, for childless workers aged 65 plus. Um, provides renewable energy-related tax credits to individuals. So one of the things that the government wants us to do is be more efficient, use more sort of renewable energy sources. Um, it doesn't want to basically destroy the planet, so it, it incentivizes people to do certain things. So if you are looking to buy a house or if you're into investments, you might want to think about using renewable, more efficient energy sources in your home because you can get a tax credit for that. One thing about the government is they will incentivize you to do certain things that I think you should do anyway, and that's going to help cut your tax liability down. And that's what the wealthy folks do. They find the loopholes in the system they use it to their advantage, and they're ultimately helping the economy. It expands the Child and Dependent Care Tax Credit, CDCTC for short, um, from a maximum of $3,000, which was, I mean, that was, that was pretty bad, and qualified expenses to $8,000, and then $16,000 for multiple dependents and increases the maximum reimbursement rate from 35% to 50%. Basically, you get a $4,000 per child um, we're dependent credit, which is huge. I mean, under the current law, it, it sucks, to be honest. 
it really really does suck so now you get 50% up to 8,000 so that that's some good there right to every negative there is some positive in there for 2021 and, and as long as economic conditions require increases the child tax credit so this is 2021 this is a retroactive one it increases the child tax credit from a maximum value of $2,000 to $3,000 for children age 17 or younger while providing the $600 bonus credit, so additional credit for children under six. I think that's good. I felt, I've always felt like the tax code cheated those who had kids, especially the working parents out there. Um, and I think this is, this is some good right here. I think this is huge. The CTC, or child tax credit for short, would also be made fully refundable, removing the $2,500 reimbursement threshold and the 15% phase-in rate. So it'll be fully refundable. Um, so that's that's pretty nice. I think that's pretty nice. It would reestablish. Uh oh, I smell a recession. I smell 2008. Reestablishes the first time home buyers tax credit, which was originally created during the Great Recession, um, to help the housing market. Biden's home buyers credit would provide up to fifteen thousand dollars for first time home buyers. If you don't own a home. This is huge right here. Not saying wait to buy the home. I don't think anybody should wait. If you if you have a home that you're ready to buy, go buy it right now. But if you want to wait a little bit, maybe to 2022, then you could get a first-time home buyer's credit if you qualify, up to $15,000. So that's that's pretty nice. And then it expands the estate and give tax by restoring a rate and exemption to 2009 levels. Uh, for the purposes of this segment today, I won't even cover what that means. Let's just say that's some pretty bad news if you're either wealthy or ultra wealthy, um, especially for those who are ultra wealthy. But as one law is created, so is the loophole. So always remember, the wealthy don't really get impacted. They will get impacted by this. They just have to change their strategies a bit. So one way to overcome a lot of this stuff is you set up trust. You set up um, asset, basically what's called tax shelters, asset protection vehicles. Um, I mean, there, there's so many things out there that are still within the code. And guess what? You can take action now to grandfather or lock in some of your strategies so that you don't have to get impacted by this Biden tax plan. Because remember, I don't think there's anybody that's listening to this segment right now that wants to pay more taxes than they truly, you know, than they truly should. Um, so this is stuff that is very important to pay attention to. Moving on, it increases the corporate income tax rate from 21% to 28%. So the goal is to tax more corporations. You might have heard Amazon didn't pay any income taxes in 2018. Um, so this is... These are some of the things that you you should keep in mind. It creates a minimum tax on corporations with book profits of $100 million or more. The minimum tax is structured as an alternative minimum tax. Corporations will pay the greater of the regular corporate income tax or the 15% minimum tax while still allowing for net operating loss, NOLs, and foreign tax credits. That's a big one right there. It doubles the tax rate on global intangible low tax income, G-I-L-T-I -I for short, earned by foreign subsidiaries of U.S. firms from 10.5% to 21%. Basically, 
it's incentivizing people to stay local. I mean, to stay national, to stay in the U.S., not go overseas. Remember, these companies, they have the, some of the smartest accountants, some of the smartest attorneys. They'll figure out a way to not pay taxes. This is just... This is just them creating more complexities for themselves that just leads to more and more money being paid to the IRS, more and more money being paid to by, you know, to auditors. And essentially, it might not achieve the goal that they think it will achieve. Um, I mean, I, I think that there are some good out of this tax plan, but I really think they need to reevaluate some of the things that they're doing within this. In addition to doubling the tax rate on the GILTI, Biden proposes to assess GILTI, guilty for short, on a country-by-country -country basis and eliminate guilty's exemption for deemed returns under 10% for qualified business asset investment, QBAI. Nobody probably knows what I just said, so let me just skip that one. Establishes a manufacturing community's tax credit to reduce the tax liability of businesses that experience workforce layoffs or a major government institute closure. And oh, by the way, there is a stimulus package three coming out probably within the next month or two. So please get ready. PPP three, EIDL three, potentially stimulus checks, $1,400 checks. Get ready. Um, if, if you don't have your taxes done for 2019, please get them done as soon as possible. If you haven't started 2020, getting your record keeping and everything in order, get it done. Be the first in line and the first to get paid. It expands the new markets tax credit and makes it permanent. We got about five more minutes, by the way. Offers tax credits to small business for adopting workplace retirement savings plans. Hint, hint, tax loophole. Expands several renewable energy-related tax credits, including tax credits for carbon capture use and storage, as well as credits for residential energy efficiency and a restoration of the Energy Investment Tax Credit, ITC for short, and the Electric Vehicle Tax Credit. My, oh my, Tesla. Your stock price is probably going to go up over the next four years because more people will want to buy Teslas um, because the old, I mean, they, they still do have the credit and it's phased out over time. But man, to, to basically restore that credit, that's huge. And the Biden plan would also end tax um, subsidies for fossil fuels. A few things that just aren't big enough, but just good to know. Imposes a new 10% surtax on corporations that offshore manufacturing. So if you make stuff in China and service jobs to foreign nations in order to sell goods or products or provide services back to the American market. Sounds a bit like Apple. The surtax, this surtax would raise the effective corporate tax rate on this activity up to 30.8%. Right, that's, um, that's huge. That's big right there. Basically, they want people to essentially have, you know, they, they ultimately want people to hire people that's in the U.S. They want to buy in the U.S. and they want to spend in the U.S. And shout out to Chief of Gains. Um, that's on Instagram right now. Shout out to Abek Train Me as well. Um, so with that, we have the 30.8% tax that would basically increase for somebody who's making stuff overseas, bringing it back to the U.S., selling it to U.S. customers. Remember, these companies are smart. They'll find ways to 
go around it, no matter what. It establishes an, an advanceable 10% Made in America tax credit. I like this one. Um, for activities that restore production, we revitalize existing closed or closing facilities, retool facilities to advance manufacturing employment or expand manufacturing payroll. So the Amazons of the world, this, these might be avenues, right? They might just say, okay, do everything in America. So what? Um, pay people what they deserve, $15 an hour or, or whatever it is at that time. And get your, get your credits, get your tax credits. That's how Amazon was able to not pay any income taxes, by the way. They just, they just found stuff in the code. They say, oh, yeah, we'll do this. We'll hire you know, ex-felons. We'll do all this. And boom, you got tax credits for all that stuff. So that's pretty much what's going to happen is the wealthy will figure it out, right? And I hope that if you're not wealthy today, you step into that category or you step into that world you know, sooner than later um, because it does create a whole new world of opportunities for you, especially if you own things like real estate and a business. If you own those two combined, you'll probably not pay any income taxes for the rest of your life. Um, so... Just understand that to every law, there's a loophole. To every strategy or to everything that's meant to attack somebody, there's always a defense mechanism, and aka tax credits, aka loopholes. Um, and this stuff is important. Remember, it's very important. Taxes can be can drain about 40% on average of somebody's budget. And so please always pay attention to that line item on your, um, on your budget. Moving on, we got about just a few more minutes. It's about two more minutes here, two-minute warning. Um, it equalizes the tax benefits for traditional retirement accounts, such as 401ks and individual retirement accounts, by providing a refundable tax credit in place of traditional deductibility. So you won't be able to deduct traditional IRAs and 401ks anymore on your tax returns or on your um, pay stubs. This is huge. A lot of Americans, a lot of people... And I love this one because a lot of people were saving incorrectly for retirement anyway. So I think this, re, this sort of reshifts the focus of retirement to doing more after-tax accounts as opposed to pre-tax. And now you get a tax credit for it as well. That's, that's beautiful. So if you're already doing Roth IRA, Roth 401k, this is double. You're double dipping now. It eliminates certain real estate industry tax provisions. And I hate this one. Um, the fact that they're getting rid of it, but 1031 exchanges where you can trade one property for another. I personally don't understand why they would get rid of such a thing. Um, and then it also sort of limits or restricts opportunity zones, which I don't really understand that either. Um, opportunity zones is an opportunity for you to sell something at a gain, reinvest the gain, and significantly improve a neighborhood, basically. I mean, why would they want to change that? doesn't make any sense. Um, and then also just a few more things here. Remember not to get political. I'm, I'm not into politics at all. You know, Democrats, Republicans, I can really care less personally. What I care about is what's the rules? Where's the stimulus? Tell me how I got to get it. Tell me how my clients can get it. And that's it. Um, and then it also expands the Affordable Care Act's premium tax credit. So if you receive... Um, health insurance through the government, then it expands your credit. It creates a refundable renter's tax credit. I don't understand the purpose of this either. I feel like some, 
they're just backwards with some of this stuff. It creates a refundable renter. So if you're a renter, it creates a tax credit for you. Cap at $5 billion per year. Aimed at holding rent and utility payments at 30% of monthly income. I guess maybe that that can make sense. Um, but that's that's just incentivizing people to rent as opposed to own. And when people own, they can pay more property taxes. And when they pay more property taxes, the counties and the 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 cities and the states and all that they get you know they can now fund pensions and they can now fund roads and schools so to incentivize people to rent doesn't really make any sense to me you should be incentivizing people to own a home as opposed to rent right, so these are all and of course these are all my own personal opinions right you do not have to agree with them i just use common sense logical statements uh, when it comes to some of these things Last but not least, it increases the generosity of the low-income housing tax credit. I like that one because all of our apartments are pretty much in low-income neighborhoods. And so to be able to expand or increase the tax credit on that, I mean, that's just great news for us. We'll continuously invest in low-income neighborhoods. You know, we have um, all of our buildings are really on the south side of Chicago. And neighborhoods such as Auburn-Gresham, Chatham, Woodlawn, um, you know, there, there's a few more out the South Shore. There's a few more out there. So ultimately, these are things you have to think about, right? There, there's stimulus money coming. There's already stimulus. There, there's a first stimulus package, second stimulus package, which we're working through. If you do need help with PPP loan and EIDL and all these app, all these stimulus applications, please feel free to reach out. Our, um, our number is 773-679-7198. Once again, 773-679-7198. Check out the website, jeffbadu.com, to inquire about more information. Uh, we're always here to help. There's a third stimulus package coming in a month or two, right? About $2 trillion, $1.9 to be exact. $2 trillion to add more debt to the U.S., right? They just keep printing money. There's probably somebody in the back office right now at the Fed printing money. Um, it's crazy, which devalues the U.S. dollar causes taxes to go up because somebody's got to pay for it. And now they're targeting the people making $400,000 or more, aka doctors and lawyers um, and other high-paying, high-paid professionals. So if you're not a business owner, try to find a way to be a business owner, an entrepreneur. If you're not a real estate investor, try to find a way to be a real estate investor. That's the key there. And just a few comments here. Trying to increase certain... Um, Trying to increase rental infrastructure development. Yeah, that could be that could be it. That could be it right there. And then we got comments. Inglewood. Yeah, we invest in Inglewood too. Um, Inglewood probably got a few few more years. I think it's um it's quite the wild wild west out there. But that is a neighborhood that we are working to revitalize as well. Uh, remember, we don't use the term gentrified. Think I don't I don't really like that term too much, but I say revitalize, improve, right? Especially if the people that live there, or basically the people that are investing, look just like the people that live there. Right? I think revitalize is a, is a better term to use. So what you can do, trade that W two for a ten ninety nine or a business. If you don't own real estate, start owning some real estate, and go out and get some stimulus money. I mean, they're, they're just throwing it out there. $900 billion in the second round, right? $2 trillion in the first round. 
and now another two trillion coming in the third round and i think there will be a fourth and a fifth round to wrap out the year so that's huge that is huge absolutely and yeah i do i do love inglewood i love inglewood as a as a neighborhood it's not the safest neighborhood of course it's not the safest neighborhood in the world but i like up and coming neighborhoods i mean i'm personally not afraid to get into those neighborhoods some people are scared because they they're worried about crime. Yeah, crime is definitely a big thing. But, I mean, if you got the right people and you got the right connections and everything, you should be good, right? Make sure you protect your property with security systems, you know. Um, perhaps get somebody who's in the neighborhood to watch over the home. Um, and you should be good investing in those neighborhoods. Remember, it's not the safest, and you do have to, you do have to proceed with caution. So that is something. We actually do own one property in Inglewood right now. It's a four-unit building, and it's actually uh, it's our only Section 8 building right now, and it's doing pretty good, you know. So Inglewood is somewhere you could potentially invest in. Uh, you do have to be careful, right? But I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible to invest in that. So we are out of time. I actually do have another workshop right after this. Happy MLK Day once again. Hope you all got to do something in honor our dear Dr. King, um, you know, that I can go on and on and on about all the things that he did for us to get us to where we are today. Um, yeah, thank you, Chief of Gaines. <laughs> Luckily, Badu Tax Services has risk assessment for, <laughs> for those looking at higher risk areas. Absolutely. All right. So with that being said, thank you all for tuning in to WJC LP FM 98.3. Um, your voice, your music, your station, and where change happens. My name is Jeff Badu, and I look forward to continuously delivering you all some content. Thank you.